Well, I mean, I already have celebrated a bit, haven't I? But let's talk about the top eight this year. It was the right top eight. I have no doubt about it. Um, you know, I know a lot of you Broncos fans, the fans are probably saying to me, oh, get out of it. We were in the top bar for the whole year. Well, you got to peak at the right time. And I think the teams that are there in the eight are all in form. Um, and what an absolute sensational first week of um, semis for the NRL it was great viewing. All the games were terrific. I mean, Penrith Panthers, they got one hand on this trophy. All doubts about whether resting was the right go for them were completely uh, answered. I mean, for them to just have that many players not play together regularly, you know, yeah, Cleary out for five weeks, Luai was out for a while, several others have been out here and there. They just haven't played a lot of footy together seamlessly. They all slot back in, um, and, you know, I, I tipped around Parramatta Eels, but I, I was saying that they had to af- absolutely have their best game. You know, they had to play at their absolute maximum, which they certainly didn't. I'm not going to say that they um, flopped, because I think they were quite competitive in the first half. Obviously, Mitch Moses being injured doesn't help at all, um, but I don't think... I think that they have several gears that they can go um, up the Parramatta Eels, uh, and look, Penrith, I think they, maybe even they've got another gear to go up, even though they were sensational. Um, the Raiders, they've got a good record down there against the Melbourne Storm. I thought that the Raiders have been in better form. I just thought that the class of Melbourne and the home ground uh, advantage, uh, it's not even a home ground advantage anymore. It's a home ground advantage for the Raiders. They love going down there. Um, and I thought we had a better forward pack. And what a game from Joe Tuppany and, and uh, Papali'i. Um, Hudson, Young, all of them are good. CHN had to come into the game early. I felt like we had a better pack. Even Elliot Whitehead, and I, I criticise him, um, you know, but he turned back the clock and had a ripping game. You know, they the Raiders have got their measure. Not that the Storm haven't got a great record against the Raiders, but I think the Raiders have got a great record against the Storm as well for teams that have a, a good record against um, the Melbourne Storm. Um, and there's a couple of upsets in there. I mean, the Cows and the Sharks were very uh, evenly matched, I think. I called that um, in the lead-in. I did get that tip right because I said that the Cows could get the job done. Um, sensational game into overtime and, you know, the field goal to win it. Val, who was a lovely kick too, two-point field goal. Um, but they've gone through to the prelim to uh, match up with Penrith on the other side of the draw. We've got one side of the draw that looks absolutely wretched and the poor old Sharks are into that side of the draw now. Um, and the other side is a bit, you know, gentler. I think that the teams on that other side of the draw... They'll all fancy their chances. Um, look, I do say the same thing. Probably a bit about the Eels uh, versus the Raiders next week to go and you know earn the right to play um, the Cowboys in the prelim. It's going to be Eels' favourites. 
at home, um, but I wouldn't put it past the Raiders. Um, look, you, you've got two teams here in the Raiders and the Eels that can have a bad game. Um, and that, it's as simple as that. If they both play at their maximums, I, I favour the Eels. I think they've got way too much strike on the park. I think they've got a pack that rivals the Raiders pack as well. Um, so, you know, I'm going to favour the Eels again as well, but I'll absolutely cheer on the Raiders to cause another upset. Um, but there's that side of the draw is the friendly, friendlier side of the draw. Not easy, you know, they're all hard games. Um, but I think that the uh, Cows, are, it's theirs for the taking now as well in a prelim. And they're going to get their prelim at home at Country Bank Stadium as well. Um, look, and you've got your rivalry game, the Foundation Clubs. Those games absolutely never disappoint as well. What a, a first round of finals. Absolutely terrific. I'm going to go through the games very quickly. And I'm going to just focus on a couple of key performances from those teams that I think could be the difference um, or need to improve um, in the next round of finals if they're still alive. Obviously, Melbourne Storm players, I'll go over a couple of key scores, but they're not going to get another bite at the cherry because they're eliminated by the green machine. Um, and we'll have a little preview of an early preview. Obviously, we've got TLT coming up, but I'll do a little preview of the games next week and how I think they're going to go. Um, let's kick it off with the Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Reels. Nathan Cleary. Um, I'll I give him a 10 out of 10 in this game. Five weeks off he's had. Unbelievable that you can have five weeks off and then just seamlessly slot in and kick a bloke to death, poor old Wonga Blake. Um, you know, and that's the kicking game, but he's got so many other feathers in his cap. It was an absolutely sensational game. Um, he, he defended like a brilliant... Uh, defender as well, saved the try there against Mike Acevo. There was that half-time field goal where Mitchie missed it uh, and Nathan nailed it. Um, he was absolutely a 10 out of 10. Um, oh, maybe I'll give him a 9.5 because he, he bombed a try, didn't he? Um, but he's, you know, an absolute weapon of a player. The, if they win the premiership, it's going to be on the back of him. What I love about um, Nathan Cleary and Luai as a pair, Luai had a pretty average game, pretty quiet game, but those two absolutely play by feel. And, you know, Luai could see that Cleary was on. He was absolutely on, and they let him have more of the ball and let him be the driver, which he's the halfback. Of course, he's going to be the driver. But he, he takes his hands off the ball a lot more. Cleary was the man. He was running the show. He was absolutely on fire, a 10 out of 10. I can't believe that he had a 10 out of 10 um, coming back for, for after five weeks out. Um, oh, the dogs are barking. Hang on. Good. I've stopped. Um, teams have got to do what happened in origin. You know, the Queenslanders putting pressure on him. You've got to unsettle Penrith Panthers. You've got to get in their face. I don't think the Eels did that well enough. They hung in there. In the first half, it was a tight affair, but obviously Mitch Moses doesn't going down injured with the HIA there, doesn't help. Um, but you've got to take away... He, he had all the time in the world to kick these. They probably earned that right as well because their forwards, you know, got on top and they're, they're just no frills. They just get the job done, apart from Kikau, who's a weapon on the edge there at attack. Um, they're just workers and they get the job done. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that the Eels have several gears that they can go up. I, that was several gears off their best. 
and I don't even think Penrith are probably a gear, you know, off there. I think they've got more in them. Um, but if Cleary plays a 10 in the prelim, they're into the final. I have no doubt about it. Um, and if he plays anything, a 9-8 in the in the grand final, they win. I'm I'm finding it hard not to think that they're going to win this premiership. I mean, I could throw the old, um, you know, if they get another two weeks rest as a theory that they might um, not be as good. Um, they might not be battle-hardened like whoever comes to meet them in the um, prelim, but I'm not prepared to do that anymore. I did it last week because I thought they had a mixed, muddled old run-up to the uh, semi, but they were absolutely amazing. Um, they are going to be a handful, and that side of the draw isn't... I mean, that's the best chance of maybe a team upsetting them. Um, you know, they're going to have good opposition on that side of the draw that could, on their day, I think do what's required to unsettle the Penrith Panthers. But, mate, they've got one hand on the trophy. And it's because you've got a bloke like this. And I don't want to say immortal, but if he keeps going on this trajectory, just say they get the premiership this year and then he starts to dominate in origin, um, you know, I'm talking series wins. Um, you know, by the end of his career, he could be up there in the conversations if he keeps going along this trajectory. Obviously, there's a lot to go, um, but he's on the bloody trajectory, that's for sure. Um, another player I want to focus on from the uh, Parramatta, uh, from the um, Penrith Panthers, Brian Toll. Um, it was a, it was the Brian Toll that we know and love. 2021 Brian Toll. I think he's been a bit, a bit injured this year. But in this game, he was absolutely on fire. A couple of tries in there for Brian. Uh, and he was at his absolute damaging best. Ran for over 200 metres. Um, he had seven tackle busts. Couple of tries. Um, he's an absolute weapon and a, and a weapon on the edges. And his metres that he can run out of his own area. 200 plus metres is the Brian that makes a difference to the team um, from the wing. And uh, look, they're going to lose tail and mate. Isn't that a bit of sweet justice? The old NRL starts getting cute with uh, suspensions being served in the year after, and then he does a hammy. Um, we'll talk about who comes in there, probably Staines or Jennings. Um, but Brian, I think, was on fire in this game. They earned the right because of players like James Fisher-Harrison. I could have easily mentioned them, but Cleary with a 10 out of 10 and Brian back to his damaging best on the wing, um, I think was two things that really stuck out to me in this game. Um, Performance-wise, they've got one hand on the trophy and I really think they're going to be hard to beat. Let's go over to the Eels. They get a second bite at the cherry up against the old Raiders. Let's have a look at a couple of key performances in there. First one I want to uh, concentrate on from the Eels is Guthrie. Reno, uh, Prince Gutho, is it? What do you? What do we call him? Prince King King Gutho. That's right. Well, he wasn't a king in this game because I really think he went missing in this game, and I give him a four in this performance. Um, the reason why I really think that this is where the Eels have got a big improvement is because their forwards were good. RCG and them and Paul, I reckon they were eights and, and IPAP and, and Lane was probably a little bit quieter, but they were still good. They laid a decent enough platform for these guys to do stuff and I just think that they went a little bit missing in the big stage. Um, Gutho threw a huge forward pass on his inside their own half, um, which was silly because they got a try against them. Um Multiple errors by Gutho. Only ran, what was under 50 metres for the game. You need your captain and fullback to be better than that. I don't think the old, they lost the middle and they didn't get on top in the middle was a decent enough excuse. 
Gutho was off, and I don't think it's going to happen again, which is, scares me as a Raiders fan a little bit because I think Gutho went missing in this game, and I think it was a big difference. Um, you know, in a team where, you know, Dylan Edwards did what Dylan Edwards does. Um, you know, you had Toll have a ripping game on the wing. You know, you had Cleary with a 10 out of 10 performance. Um you know, the you go to the halves of the Eels, and I guess this will be the second person that I focus on. Um, while I gave Mitchie an eight, I thought Mitchie was absolutely sensational before he went on with off with the HIA. The same can't be said about Dylan Brown, who I think has had one of the best years of any player in the NRL this year. Um, certainly his best year of NRL. Um, and he had a ripping game against the Panthers last game, which is huge um, because I think that he, he went, you know, he went... Nowhere in this game. Um, he only ran for 40 metres. Um, you know, he's also given away penalties. And he did nothing in attack tries this wise Two players who should be your attacking weapons um, in Gutho and Dylan Brown, I think, absolutely flopped on uh, this game. So I don't think it's going to happen again. I think they've got a lot of room to improve. Um, and if you get a 8 or 9 up on Gutho and you get an 8 or 9 up on Dylan Brown, I can't see the Raiders going with them. But I said the same thing about the Raiders versus the Melbourne Storm as well. Um, you know, I know Eels fans are nervous. And that's all I'll say on that. The Eels fans are bloody nervous. Um, but look, I think there's room for improvement for sure. Right, the Raiders got the job done 28-20 to 20 against the Melbourne Storm. I'll cover the Melbourne Storm even though they're eliminated. Um, the Raiders. Two players that I want to focus on for them are going to Joe Tappany. It was a 10 out of 10 performance from him. Um, he what, what didn't he do? Um, three line break assists in the first half, 126 metres in the first half. Um, he's run over 200 metres in the total game. Um, he's had a try assist in there. He made 28 tackles, no misses. He's had a year um, that I've not ever seen from a front rower um, like him. You know, you have these years from JFH and JWH, all these um, great front rowers, um, Josh Papali, um, but Joe Tappany is a different kind of front rower. He's hard to put to, to ground. He's a very top, you know, he's good up the top, you know, with um, fens and offloads. You know, he can put, he's put away, he put a wide head over for a try. He got a line break assist to Whiten for the first try. He, everything the Raiders are, if, if, if Tuppany plays anything like that, the Raiders are always a chance. And he's carry, he's inspiring the rest of the forward pack. Even Josh Papali, he had an absolutely amazing game. Elliot Whitehead even had a good game turning the clock back. Joe Tappany, it's the best year of his career without a doubt. And I, I can't, I, I can't, I cannot find a front rower who I would prefer to Joe Tuppany right now uh, in the entire NRL. Um, one other player that I want to mention is uh, Jack Whiten. Um, a 9 out of 10 for me for Jack Whiten. He was there, obviously, on the back end of that nice uh, Tuppany play for the opening try and got it out to Tomoko. Um, you know, he had he's, he was running Jack. You know, he had a line break, um, had a try assist, um, set up a beautiful try for Hudson Young with the grubber. Um, he, yeah, and he got the old... Um, True try assists for the game. So I, I really think that if Jack's involved um, and he just fearless and has a go and he runs, um, those are two players that I think could keep the Raiders 
at least competitive in this um, competition. Um, we didn't. We don't have a fullback that's a nine out of ten. We had a five out of ten. I think Savage had a medium game out there. But while Joe Tuppany's getting ten out of tens and Jack's getting nine out of tens, um, I think the Raiders are every chance because we saw Jack White and have that stellar year. Maybe we don't agree with him getting the Dell EM, but he was on fire um, that year. For you know, as far as a Raiders perspective goes, if if the Raiders are to go anywhere, and Joe Tappany's a ten out of ten, and and Jack Whiten's a nine out of ten, I give us a chance. Um, two very important players um, to our success, and they fired in this game against the Melbourne Storm. For the Melbourne Storm, um, I know they're eliminated, but two players that I want to focus on: one being Jerome Hughes, who did not have a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I'll give him a seven out of ten. Um, you know, he was running early. He's He's got a pass that led to a try assist for Marion Seve. He kicked the, uh, field, across the field for a try to Coates. Um, you know, he had a, a try assist in 66 run metres in the first half. Um, and he was also involved in the third try for Coates as well. But he went off with a HIA um, and he looked a little bit more injured as the game went on, unfortunately. So um, that's the difference. You know, we got a 9 out of 10 out of Jack White, and then I think, you know, Fogarty was probably an 8, whereas the halves for the Melbourne Storm was Hughes at a 7 and Meany as a 6. I think that they probably, you know, they just... I, I would have moved Munster to the halves, you know, especially when... Um, you know, Hughes went off injured. I just think that they might have missed a trick there. Um, and a 10 out of 10, Hughes, I think that the Melbourne Storm probably win it. Um, and I think the injuries, I think his body was probably just less than perfect in this game. Um, look, I kind of have to mention Meany. Um, look, he's a good filler, um, you know, player, Meany. He's, he's not Nico Hines from last year, let's put it that way. Um, you know, he mucked up over the try line, missed his first couple of conversions, um, and he was a real target for the Raiders, um, you know, in the defensive line. We were running at him big time. We got multiple tries off him there. Um, he only ran five metres in the first half, um, he's, and he's had five missed tackles, you know, in the total for, for the game. So, um, look, I think that the Raiders' halves were better than the Melbourne halves this game. I think that that was a big difference. I think the packs went at it. I think that Melbourne pack went okay um, against the Raiders, but I think they probably just missed a trick Um you know, I know it's weird saying Fogarty and Whiten outplayed Hughes and Meany, but they did um, in this game. So um, that's the end of the season for the Melbourne Storm. I've, I've had a few Storm f- friends. Isn't that funny, Storm friends? If you're my age, you had a team before the Storm. I want to know what your team was. I think I did that to one guy. So who did you support? You don't. Su- how long have you supported the Melbourne Storm for? And he's like, oh, I used to be a nice supporter when I lived there, but now I'm, I'm yeah, you were something else first. First, I know you young people can be a fan of the Storm, but um, come on. Uh, but anyway, so the Storm fans are giving it to me saying that was bad refereeing. Look, I'll be honest. I don't think the refereeing was outstanding in that game, but it wasn't what lost you the game. It wasn't the, what lost you their game. You can't can't go and get salty in that way um, about that result. The Raiders wanted it more, and they got the win. Um, let's move on to the Sharks versus the Cows. What an absolute ripping game this was. I was on the edge of my seat, and I... I'm a neutral. Well, I'm not quite a neutral because I friggin' hate the Sharks. I'm glad they lost. Um, but it was an absolute ripping game. These two teams, they are such a level um, sort of uh, standard. And the game did not fail to disappoint. Uh, to, sorry, did not disappoint. Um, 
even though I've criticised the Sharks' attack, there was some scintillating, amazing attack. It was a high-scoring affair um, by both of these. Well, both of these teams, um, and wow, you know the Sharks are over to a hard side of the draw now. It was thirty-two to thirty. Val Holmes kicked that amazing field goal to um, nail the win for the Cowboys, who are now through to a prelim playing at Country Bank Stadium. Maybe if the Raiders get over the top of the Eels, I'll book some flights and get up there to bloody North Queensland and watch the Raiders. Um, But, you know, it was a good game, a ripping game, a probably game of the bloody round. Um, I'm going to focus on two players from the Cowboys. I want to mention is Jason Tomalolo, another front rower. Well, he's playing lock, isn't he? But I want to give another bloke who's a big, big bopper a 10 out of 10. He was absolutely huge. I mean, that cutout pass alone, give him a crown as player of the match because of that 30 meter um, left to right pass. Get out of here. He's a bloody huge human. Um, absolutely amazing. He ran 261 metres um, and he broke the game with a, a try in there. It was one of his best performances I've ever seen, I think. Um, and he pulled it out on the big stage. That's what champions of our game do. Um, Lolo, I was I play super coach. So I was like, when are they going to give this bloke some minutes? When are they going to unleash him? You know, they've timed it perfectly. They've saved his body, you know, in the lead. He's only playing 40 minutes a game. Played big minutes last night. Um, and he absolutely ripped and teared. Had a ripping game. Turn back the clock. Ripping, ripping game by Jason Tamalolo. If he can play anything like that, um, you know, in the ne- in the prelim, they're going to go a long way to get into the grand final. Um, one player I want to mention as well uh, is Val Holmes. What a champion he is. And I play super coach and I've been very critical of Val Holmes getting, you know, lots of extra points. But in actual NRL, there's you cannot um, win a premiership without players like Val Holmes. Absolutely slotted the winner from 45 out. Two-point field goal. Um, but he had an absolute ripping game. He looks threatening every time he touches the ball. Um, he uh, got a pass out to Murray Tuolagi for a, a beautiful try. I would have given that a try as this if you follow me as Supercoach. Um, and he was absolutely uh, amazing in the when the game was in the balance. He Everything he does, I think, um, is real quality. Every time he gets the ball, he was out there having an absolute ripping battle with Ramian, um, putting big hits on him as well. Um, every time he got the ball, he looked electric. Um, and he's just an X-Factor. I think they've got some X-Factor players in homes. Um, obviously, the hammer. You've got Scott Drinkwater out the back as well. I mean, I should have mentioned probably Cotter as well, who was absolutely outstanding. Probably a 9 out of 10 from him as well. Um, but I want to put those two players, Val Holmes, with his goal kicking um, and with his abilities, um, you know, when he's in attack, he's electric. Um, those two blokes fire, I reckon um, they're a good chance come the prelim. Um, obviously, you know, you need everything else as well. You, you know, they've got solid halves in Dearden and Chad, Chad Townsend. Um, but Val, Drinkwater, these types are going to be the ones that, you know, bring on their electric attack. Uh, moving over to the Shark Lines. Um, it was a 9 out of 10 performance, I think, from Nico. Um, I think a lot of their success moving forward is obviously going to hinge on him. He's had a terrific year. I uh, can't believe how great he's used being coming um, from a different club to a new club and going from a, you know, going to a new position as well, basically. Um, the defense was sensational. Um, that move with Moylan for the try was amazing. Um, you know, he's he's done it 
all game. He was involved in everything. He seemed to have touches multiple times a set. Um, and he had his hand in absolutely everything that they did. It was a 9 out of 10 performance by him. Um, and I think that a lot of what they do moving forward is going to hinge on a great game by Mo- um, Nico Hines. Moylan was good too. I mean, I th- I'll give him an 8 out of 10. I'm not going to make him my second person. Um, but I think Hines, he's the guy. He is the absolute guy for them. Another one I want to mention is um, Royce Hunt. I know that that's a weird one for me to mention, but I reckon as a starting front rower, it was a 5 out of 10 performance. Um, look, he didn't really bend the line back. And um, I thought the other front rower was sensational, Toby Rudolph, but he needed a partner in crime. You see, with the Raiders, we had an amazing game by Joe Tappany, but we also had a great game in... You know, in the other front row position in Josh Papali'i, we had good forward front row benchies coming on in Horsburgh and Gula. Um, I just don't think they got enough out of their front row. Then the big boppers. Um, Rudolph was the best, I thought. Um, you got to, I'll give a five out of ten for um, old mate Royce Hunt. Off the bench, I reckon the best player was um, Cameron McGuinness, but I don't think they got a lot out of Dale Finucane, unfortunately, as well. Um, you know, um, so I just think that they needed to they needed to dominate. They needed a bit more out of him. What Hammy Mullally wasn't that great off the bench as well. Didn't get many minutes. Um, and neither did Andrew Fafita. But I really think that these games are, are one on the back of packs. Um, you know, someone like Lolo, a ten out of ten performance. I think that the Sharks. I think the closest they had to a ten out of ten was Rudolph. Um, you know, whereas Cowboys had a Cotter and stuff in there as well, who had an amazing game. They he needed someone to go with him, Rudolph. And I don't think that they had that in that game. Um, so I think that coming into the next game, their pack is going to want to... You need two 8-plus out of 10 performances out of your front rowers or your benchies, whatever. Someone needs to stand up with, um, you know, and, and you've got to dominate. And so I think that that's a key for them in the next game. Some man from the ACT Don't try and stop these men in green Cause we'll hit ya, hit ya, hit ya And you'll see green all right, I'm, s- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, last game, the Roosters versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This game, <laughs> you know, rivals, bitter rivals, and have you seen a game quite like it? I mean, the funny thing is it's kind of not like a surprise to me, but it was an absolute wretched referee um, effort by Klein. Seven sin bins. Seven sin bins. Have you... <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? He cannot be anywhere near the middle of a field with a whistle. He cannot be in the bunker making decisions. Not in any more of these finals games. Um, get him on a sideline if you really have to put him somewhere because they're useless. But you cannot have him officiating a game. He's not up to it. And, you know, what's going on? We're, 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 we're down to now two games next week. Surely we've got two better referees than him to referee it because he absolutely lost control. Um, a really... Wild, wild game. Um, we, saw, we saw everything in this game, and it's sort of fitting. Uh, we had Radley Sinbin, Teddy's out with a HIA, Burgess got Sinbin, Angus was out with a HIA, Tupu out with his uh, groin or whatever it was, Takiaho got a HIA and somehow he passed it, JWH was binned, Totola was binned, Radley had two bins, and Milne had two bins. Crazy, crazy game. Um, unfortunately for the Chooks, they lost Tedesco, uh, I think it was the 18-minute mark, which, you know, is absolutely going to kill you. You lose also Angus Crichton, uh, and you lose um, Tupu, an absolute weapon on the edge. So you 
had uh, Suali'i out um, in the fullback position who absolutely bombed a try. I don't think I saw him pass all day. Um, so let me just break that to you, Joseph. You're not ready for fullback to take over from Teddy. Um, it finished 30-14 to 14 after all of that. Um, you cannot expect the Roosters to bounce um, bounce out a win after those kind of um, setbacks. And it's a real shame. I think they've been one of the, well, they've been a form team of the last seven weeks. And I really think at their best and, um, you know, full strength uh, at their best, I know that they've had some season enders, but with all their troops on the park, I think um, they could have given this competition a shake. It's really unfortunate. We, there was times in this game where there was 11 on the field versus 13 and 12 versus 13, 12 all. I mean, it was just all over the place. You got seven sin bins. 70 minutes of a game with with a player out of your team. Crazy, crazy times. Um, the Bunnies are going to progress. Um, I'll get their revenge on them from last week. But look, if, I, I just think it's a completely different game if you've got Teddy there for the full game. You know, um, imagine taking out Murray, you know, and Latrell. It's just, a you know, an uphill battle. So it's a real shame um, that we had to see the game you know, it's a not a, it's not a really a, a great watch because you want to see them go at each other full strength. Um, they're going to go through the bunnies. They're going to play the sharks. Um, the two players that I wanted to focus on um, for the bunnies. Uh, one player I wanted to focus on was Cam Murray. Look, it wasn't um, an absolute sparkling Cam Murray, but it was vintage Cam Murray. I'll give him a 9 out of 10 for this game. Made his 39 tackles, whatever. He had his line break. He was beautiful as the link man. Um, he was just Cam Murray. Um, he was knocked around. Um, he was putting on hard hits and getting smashed a bit himself. Um, you know, he he's had tackle busts. He had offloads. Um you know, no misses in his tackles. It was such a vintage Murray um, uh, innings. And it's no surprise that he's back. Him and Cook and Graham, I thought, all had ripping games. Cook got an early mark. But Cameron Murray, if he is there and plays the full 80, um, it's no surprise that the Bunnies have a much, much more formidable team, you know, um, to to run out on the park with. So, um, look, he's going to be there. And I think he'll be integral in their um, next week's game against the Sharks. Another bloke that I wanted to point out was Cody Walker. Um, look, Cody Walker can be up and down, can't he? And look, I, I've seen him stand and, and deliver on, on the big stage before, and I've seen him flop on the big stage before. Um, he was sensational today. Um, four try assists, that's that's absolute the best you can get from Cody. He seemed to keep his cool. Um, but he was absolutely on fire um, just in, you know, every, everything they did attack-wise. I think that the um, South Sydney forwards um, were decent today. It was a bit of a hard one to gauge as well because they were on, off, on, off and they had outnumbered and they were down on numbers. Um, but I really think um, most of them were really good, um, you know, matching it with the Roosters, who I thought were a good pack as well. They really went at it with each other. But um, off the back of a, a big effort from their forwards, um, Cody Walker was able to do his best stuff. Um, Murray and Cody Walker, I think if they're on um, when they play against the Rabbitohs, uh, against the uh uh, Sharks next week. Yeah, you know, I'm not even taking into account Latrell, you know, who I think had an eight, eight and a half type game as well. Um, he's got a 10 in him as well. Um, I thought that um, Campbell Graham was outstanding as well. Um, so all of these guys, I think they feed off, um, you know, Cook and Murray. Um, and, you know, I think the energy of the Bunnies is right up there when Cody's on. So those are the ones that I think stood out to me today. Um, look, poor old Chooks. Um, I, I'm going to probably say, 
today it was um, it was the halves today for them. Um, look, you know, they had good meters out of players like JWH and Lodge off the bench, Takiyaro. So there was definitely laid a platform. Tough going when you lose an a att- you know, couple of your attacking weapons in uh, Crichton. Uh, Tupu and Teddy, um, but I thought that Sam Walker and Kiri, the timing was just a bit off. But probably the worst they've looked, um, you know, over this dominant seven-week period. Um, unfortunately, a few errors in there, um, and I probably would have gone, given them a six, probably a six each, um, which is not good enough. Not when you've got, um, you know, a nine from someone like Cody Walker. Um, I think that that was probably, an, uh, uh, they were a victim of numbers short playing unders, you know, at various times during the game and, and the huge adversity of losing their players. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say these two flopped because it was just such a hard game losing those absolute champions, um, or, you know, th- through injury. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It stinks um, that the game was decided by that. But it was a humdinger of a game and it was an absolute ripping round of football. Um, you know, right from game one, I think Penrith were dominant. I think they got one hand on the trophy. I thought we saw some nice upsets. I mean, the Raiders upset um, Melbourne down in Melbourne. That's, you know, they've got a resounding, um, you know, dominant record, the Sharks down there, particularly against the Cows, who haven't traditionally been the better travellers. But um, they've got some moxie this year, the Cows, and they've got a home prelim now. Um, they got the upset win. Um, and look, you know, the sh- I think um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs were not favourites in this game as well. Um, you know, well, when when do you see Team 7 and 8 both win in Week 1 of a final series? It's really interesting, and I'm one of those. I'm, I'm a supporter of that team at 8, so I'm really, really happy. Um, but look, it's going to set up a beautiful um, Week 2. The Sharks are going to take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Where do I sort of sit on that? Um, look, both of these teams are going to be absolutely knackered, I reckon. Um, a 93-minute epic against the Cowboys for the Sharks. Um, it was such a brutal game, um, went long and, you know, they've got to be deflated by that. Um, I'm sure that they're probably going to have a little bit of a rest, you know, to recover. Um, but they're going to be playing, I think at Allianz, uh, from what I can see, they don't get the home ground because obviously it's a suburban ground. Um, and I'm going to say as long as the bunnies don't lose any players to suspension, um, and I don't think I, I came to record this straight after the game, so I don't know if they have any injuries, but I don't think there's anything to key players. I'm going to tip the bunnies. Um, I think um, when I look at that Sharks team, they've got lots of hard workers, you know, battlers, um, and Nico. Um, I think Kennedy's got flashes of brilliance. I think Ramian's got little flashes of brilliance. I think that Mulatalo's an elite finisher, um, but I just don't think they're nearly, um, you know, Fanukin's one of the top sort of um battler, you know, middles out there, but I think that Murray's better. You know, I think that Cook is better than uh, Braley. I think Latrell is uh, an absolute X factor in the fullback. I think Cody is a weapon at in the six. Um, I think they just got a little bit too much uh, in the way of X factor on the park. But look, hey, I... Um, I thought that the Melbourne Storm had more class than the Raiders, and the Raiders, you know, went out there and played their best type of game. I think it's going to be a cracking game. I think, um, you know, the Bunnies' defense is certainly not as good, I don't think, as um, the uh, Cronulla Sharks. But if it gets to, I mean, look, there was 50, nearly 60 points, wasn't it, in that game against the Cows? And if it gets down to an attack fest, I think that the Chooks, uh, the, the uh, Bunnies might have their measure. That's my early tip. Um, and we've got the Raiders, the Gurry machine up against the Parramatta Eels at Combank. 
I'm going to favour the Eels. Um, now, I tipped it in Melbourne to beat the Raiders, and I'm certainly happy that they won it. I'm going to say the same thing about the Eels. I think 1-17, to 17, the Eels are far better than the Raiders if they play to their maximum. Um, I think they've got a pack that can actually match it with the Raiders very um, soundly. But if they're up for it. Um, look, Joe Tappany and uh, Papali'i on fire. Hudson Young is on fire. Um, you know, even Elliot Whitehead was good. But, um, you know, the, you talk about IPAP, Matto, RCG, Paulo. Um, you know, they've got some absolute gun um, forwards. I think if they, they're hurting, I'm sure, after that loss last week. Um, and I'm going to favour them at home. It's the home ground advantage. Surely the Raiders... Um, you know, maybe get the, the traveling or uh, the away games might get the better of them eventually. I think they've overachieved this year. They've already made it through to week two of the finals. Um, but look, I, I'm expecting a bounce back and I think they've got a lot of talent. Um, it could get a little bit interesting if Mitch Moses doesn't get up for the game. He's obviously copped the HIA, which I think is where, you know, they started to go downhill against the Penrith Panthers. Um, but if he's out, I, I might... You know, you feel like it's a closer run thing. And I wouldn't put it past the Raiders to go there and just ambush them. Um, the Raiders, uh, they've got the right energy. You watch that game. They, they've got some uh, swag about them this year. The Raiders play better when they've got some swag and they compete and they're up and about and smiling and happy. Um, and, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past the Eels to bed because they've done that before uh, on many occasions in final series. So as a Raiders fan, I'm hoping the Eels just have another off game and the Raiders continue on their merry way. Um, but I really am just expecting a bit of a bounce back. Um, look, if the uh, if the Raiders do another uh, another upset, maybe I'll uh, book some tickets and get up to North Queensland and um, watch the prelim against the Cowboys. Although that would be the worst one to go to because of that I'd be strongly favouring the Cows at home um, after a rest. But, you know, if if the Raiders managed to get a win over the Eels, I'd probably start to believe. I'd finally tip them and then they'd probably lose. <laughs> I'd still tip the Cows just so I can keep it, you know, keep the negative, you know, tip you know, resulting in a good win <laughs> ratio going. But um, look, it was an outstanding round of um, first week of finals. Um, commiserations to your Melbourne Storm and Chooks, a really rare thing when Team 7 and 8 win. But that was, you know, I think it's a real um, pat on the back for the teams that were in the top eight. I think they were all in form and all on their day can beat each other. And we saw that happen this week. Um, look, I think the Penrith are probably feeling strong to me like they're going to take this premiership and I'm going to from this far out tip that it's a Cowboys Penrith final with Penrith getting the win thanks for listening guys um it's been a pleasure just a little um quick uh, you know a little little quick one um talking about the games and what we're looking at next week go you Canberra Raiders your bloody legends get another upset The green machine and green, green machine. Feel some man from the ACT. Don't try and stop these men in green because we'll hit you, hit you, hit you, and you'll see green.